0: Welcome to Cinemaholics, a special bonus episode. Uh, and I guess it's a bonus because, you know, this was going to be our main show. We were saving the main episode of Cinemaholics to be about Lightyear, but we're doing it a little early. We did see Lightyear earlier this week, and let me set the stage because you're probably like, well, who are, who are you? This is my first time listening to Cinemaholics, happy to be here, but I need names, I need backgrounds, trading card information, and first of all, I'm John Negroni. He is Will Ashen from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, writer for Collider.com. Hey, Will. Hey. And you doing okay? It's been a minute. A yeah, just a little
1: tired but i'm doing all right a little tired as well but well i didn't know you're a do now. that's very yep. neat. You yeah you didn't I know right. that charlie ridgely writer at comicbook.com i, comic dot com oh, yeah, is also I jumped in before my intro i'm so sorry
0: it's okay but your punishment is a flyby intro that's fine writer for comic book writer for collider i don't have a, I, i'm not a writer for anything with a c i guess cinemaholics that's about it
1: but, no. but yeah you're a writer for john negroni
0: yeah it's a j um <laughs>
1: yeah, charlie ridgely yeah. hey hi what well, it's good. I've missed. I missed you guys. I, I got to catch up a yeah. little a couple months back, but you you weren't around, John. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was on purpose. To, I know. Yeah. yeah it's it's okay. Okay. I'll forgive you me. someday. Yeah, I'll I'll cry about it for a little bit, and then I'll you know I'll rebound. I, th-
0: I think what it was was I was just kind of I knew that this light year debate was going to come, and I was just like <laughs> a few months bliss before the heat comes back in because that's right we're talking about a new pixar movie the first pixar movie in theaters since 2020 since march 2020 with the release of onward i think that was which like i think, the first I, week think of march, I think we right? talked
1: about yeah that was that was because i we went talked, and saw it yeah. i went and saw screening on election day because that was um it was at the beginning of march because the very end of february the week prior to that mm-hmm. um i had just moved into our our new house uh, and the tornado hit our neighborhood like a week after we moved in and the tornado was on uh, the primary election day
0: um, you have like your memory works in interesting ways
1: it, it, it's just because it was the craziest day of my whole yeah. life so i just vividly remember that one day and like the end of the day the was way you the said it screening. okay
0: i thought you were gonna be like that's just like a normal day for you though it's just like it happens a couple times a year you know it's just every oh once yeah in a while, no jack my
1: actual name <laughs> um but yeah, no, it was it was the onward screening, and I did not want to miss it. And then after the terrible mm-hmm. day, it was like we were stuck in you know, our neighborhood; we couldn't get out because all the lights were out. And, you know, all the everything was difficult, and we finally right. got out. And I went to vote because I wanted—I had one chance to vote for Elizabeth Warren, and it didn't matter. But I wanted to anyway because I felt it felt important to me. And and that's who I our president is right sure, now. Yeah, was, well, and our why, life is everything's great.
0: Well, um, why do you look so upset? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but. At the end of the day, I was like, this day's been terrible. I'm not going to miss the screening of Onward. It's the movie I've been most looking forward to you know, for months. So we're going to see it. Uh, and I think I talked about this with you, not this specific day, but the movie, uh, the last Pixar theatrical release, I believe I, we talked to you uh, together on this podcast.
0: Yeah, that's what we're here for. We're here to talk Pixar because, you know, people People sometimes they think, you know, John that's the, that's all that's all he's about is Pixar. And they're right. I uh, have no other interests. Anyway, so Will, um, I mean, yeah, you wrote the book on Pixar. Yeah, um, rewriting Quite the book literally. on Pixar. Yeah, um, yeah, just and re- now re- that re- Lightyear the is out, you? how does how does this how does Lightyear gonna you know that chapter is gonna be fun? It's gonna be very sarcastic. Sure. Now I have been waiting for this moment for two years. It, it's no. been so long since we saw a Pixar movie in theaters because they've been just going straight to Disney Plus. We've gotten a bunch. Mm-hmm. We got and and they've mostly been good. I I would say like we've gotten Soul, mm-hmm. we have gotten Luca, mm-hmm. we've gotten Turning Red, like three Pixar movies. I really like all three Pixar
1: movies since 2011. Though let's let's be honest.
0: Okay, all right. I saw a little twinkle in Will's eye when you said that. Um, Will, do you agree? Not a bad Pixar movie since 2011. Um, I mean, I think Cars Here. Two
2: is better than The Good Dinosaur, but that's my opinion.
0: I mean, we all have opinions that don't make sense, and sure. I'm glad we'll. My more yours chaotic opinion is great.
2: that my more chaotic opinion is that Fine Dory might be worse than Cars too. Uh, hey, same same
0: director as this. Co-director is Angus McLean sure. doing Lightyear, so. Yeah.
1: But yeah. I, I guess I, I'm in that opinion of where even there's something we don't like. I don't you know I don't think Good Dinosaur is a great movie, but. I do. I can. Cars two is the only one that I look at as like, oh, that's actively like that's a bad movie. At worst, they're like, that was all right. You know, like, I mean, at the very worst, it to me, you know, like Cars three. Cars, Cars three was was good. It was solid. It was okay. Yeah, like yeah. I wasn't, you know, Sports I'm not movie. mad about it.
2: It's fun. I feel. I mean, for me at least, uh, when comparing those films, I feel like. I hear the premise of Good Dinosaur. I'm like, that could be a truly tremendous film. And the film, in my opinion, is average at best. Uh, Mm. but with like cars 2, I'm like, I don't know. How is this going to work with Mater? And most people are like, it doesn't, but in my opinion, that's like, okay, kind of a fun summer romp, like kind of doing a, like, you know, uh, old fashioned, you know, uh, Spy Comedy anything? with like a, no, I was thinking more of like 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 the man knew too little or like kind of like comedies where it's like action and romp with a dumb yeah, a little bit. But
0: I um, imagine you formulating this opinion at Disneyland and the Tomater ride, like sure. as it's like <laughs> swirling and spinning you around and you're looking sure. just like contemplative. Wait, there's a
1: whole Tomater ride.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: it's man. a t- it's Mater's. I mean, I, I'm, such a big Disney like family, but I've never been to Disneyland because we're You've East Coast been people. So I've, Charlie, I've, been go. Dis- I've been in Disney World. I mean uh, dozens I've, of times. Uh I mean, let's get maybe let's get you know, let's get the your tickets. I don't
0: know. Yeah I'll meet you in Anaheim. Will Will missed out when he was in it's LA so for a day, to, yeah. he hung out with Matt Serafini, friend of the mm-hmm. show, at yeah. In and Out instead of Disneyland. No one knows why.
1: I mean I only had it's a few true. hours. But I mean Will I, has yeah. an affinity for horrible French fries.
0: Wait, didn't you have ten hours, Will, in LA? Uh you spent all at a
2: layover that that went yeah. pretty extensive, but I mean, you know, I didn't want to go through that boarding process all over again. You know, you heard so. it
0: here first. Disneyland not worth a minors, slight baby inconvenience uh, at LAX. Yeah.
2: But I do agree with Charlie. I you know, I feel like that was another opinion that uh, proved to be somewhat contentious was that I thought the, the fries at In-N-Out were not very good. That's not contentious. John, Everybody
1: agrees on that. Yeah. Everyone okay. that just says that, that the burgers cancel it out or make it OK. Well, you're supposed, that's, that's you're supposed to get the
0: fries animal style. Animal to make style. Make up you
1: have to or they're not tolerable.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I knew about the secret menu. I didn't know about the the animal
0: fries or whatever. And can, I know the listeners are probably wondering.
1: I'm on Whataburger over in and out. I just want to make that clear. Whataburger
0: is quite good. On the subject. But I'm sure the listeners, too, are thinking to themselves, why did Matt Serafini, professional Los Angeles resident, not warn Will Ashton about the animal fries? And the answer <laughs> to that question is that Lightyear is a new film, uh, the latest Pixar film, sci-fi adventure, Sci-fi action adventure. And my review of this movie called Lightyear, I said it was basically Pixar Trek. It's an episode of Star Trek. That's it. And and there's been a lot of debate. There's been a lot of, not debate, there's been a lot of confusion around this movie being like, wait, it's based on a toy? It's based on the, the person who inspired the toy? Like, what, is it Like like an astronaut? Like, is this going to be like First Man starring Ryan Gosling? What is this? And right. it's so funny to me the opening like title card or not title card, I guess, but the opening like credit thing explains it so much better than the marketing. It's kind of I amazing.
2: Mean, was it the marketing or was it that Chris Evans tweet that was more it causing this
1: confusion? It was okay. all of it. I mean, cause it wasn't, it was, it wasn't just marketing. It was the whole press tour. Like sure. Talking to filmmakers. I mean, I, I, I had an interview with a, with uh, Angus McLean mm-hmm. and, and Galen Sussman. And it was like, They they explained that, but it took a lot of words to kinda Yeah, they like took out like you you ask
0: a question and you take they take out like a binder, you know, they put on their reading glasses. It It was still being asked
1: that and I'd already seen the first thirty minutes at that point. So it was like I had that information of that title card like okay this is the perfect right. way to explain it yeah, yeah let's let's
0: say it real quick here so the, it, what it says is that the first part of the movie it's not a spoiler it's the move it's what should be in the trailer mm-hmm. you know true yeah, enough it should, it should uh, start
1: it should start the trailers for the movie
0: it should so it says in 1995 andy bought a toy from his favorite movie this is that movie done it's so simple light yeah. let's start the show and, it, right. and that's when it starts
2: yeah i mean i i uh, even before that title card came up, I was describing it as basically, like, the same way that Kill Bill is, like, a movie in the Tarantino universe, yeah. but also a movie yeah. for us, is basically what this is. Like, if you lived in the Toy Story world, you could see Lightyear, but also it exists now. Like, it mo- it's a movie for us, too. That's, yeah.
0: And you better believe yeah, and, that this raises so many questions about the asked. Pixar universe, its progressive policies, and how <laughs> cutting-edge its films are in 1995. But that is that is a conversation for my book tour. Uh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, were you saying something, Charlie? I was going to, and I, I don't remember what it was that I was going to Mission say. Mission accomplished. Uh, oh, oh, no, I remember uh, Angus McLean was saying that the whole goal of, of this, and he said to a, a bunch of times through the press store, that this was Andy Star Wars. Lightyear was was the cultural moment, you know, the the big sci fi movie that all the kids got but excited it's not about. Star Wars, all the, all the it's Star That's, Trek. Yeah, it, it is I mean, much more Star Trek than it is Star Wars. I agree. Right. I just mean, he, I think he meant culturally, it was such a phenomenon in a way that you know Star Wars was that uh, Star Trek never quite reached.
0: Did you guys um, like but, Star Trek when you were five or six? No,
1: I didn't. I didn't know. I don't think I knew what it was. was. I, no, I watched
0: exactly. Star Wars: Next Generation, but that was like way. I mean, I was older. I was always when I
2: was a kid. I was getting the impression that Star Trek was what the adults watched, right? Like, Star Wars was like is for babies and teenagers. Yeah, well, no, Star Wars like something you could watch as like a kid because like it had like yeah.
1: lightsabers and all that stuff. Like
0: it's Star Yoda. Trek was, yeah, <laughs> my favorite.
1: Right. Sure, Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I agree with you. I think this is much more Star Trek than it is Star Wars in nature. It's very about the exploration of space, you mm-hmm. know, about the. The adventure and not, not the politics and not the, it's not mystical the, the families. It, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. just straight up. Like we're going to, you know, we want to explore space. We want to, you know, expand the final frontier. It, it, yeah. It's very much what Star Trek is about.
0: Yeah. And it also has Heroes Journeys, too. I mean, Star Trek has that kind of thing and it has interiority. It is a little bit more of an adult film. And yeah, yeah I just I, I I, love and I hate that whole idea that like this is Andy's favorite movie. But I guess that's we don't have to dwell on that. I do. I forgot to ask this question earlier. Actually, this is not the you know, it's it's not been that long. Since we got a movie kind of Toy Story or Toy Story adjacent. We got Toy Story 4 in 2019. Mm-hmm. We reviewed that film, of course, already. And, you know, I listeners can listen back to the tape if they want to know what we thought of Toy Story 4. But I, I do have to ask, I mean, I'm I love the Toy Story movies. I think that they are just true peak animation cinema, some of the best one of the greatest trilogies of all time probably the greatest animated trilogy of all time in fact i think i think it just basically is i know some people have their own favorite animated trilogies and that's all cool but then you have like toy story 4 now you have Lightyear. what's enough enough like when does this stop because they're gonna do another light year right
1: they're very much gonna do another light year and i guess we'll talk about that later
0: maybe i'm getting ahead of myself then um let's
1: yeah, save but- that question i guess yeah I mean, I mean, just even before watching the movie, you could have kind of you could have guessed that there would likely be another one of these based on money, mm-hmm. you know, based on what Disney's doing.
0: No, I think I think you just nailed it right there. And one that it's just money. Yeah, you got it. Money. Yeah. Will Ashton, can you describe the story of this movie? Uh, <laughs> can you try? Sure. Uh, what Pete what is the story? and The
2: folks at Disney or sorry, the folks at Pixar mm-hmm. had their corporate shareholder meeting. <laughs> uh in 2020 i'm gonna assume and they gathered the board directors at at warner brother or, or sorry
1: at walt <laughs> disney
0: probably like sure, they did it at warner brothers Eight.
2: just to rub it in uh and Let's they're like
1: a few years this is pixar they take 18 years to make movies sure well, and in that case that in
2: whatever 2016 or whatever they're like well, what do you got he's like well, we have a ton of original properties we're looking to explore with some of our new and exciting talent and it's like, okay, fine. But where are some of your intellectual properties that you'd like to explore? And it's like, well, not really sure. Oh, well, we'd like to do an Incredibles 3 at some point, but we kind of have to wait for Brad Bird on that one. And, uh, you know, they, they probably saw the writing on the wall about Ellen being canceled. So they decide, let's not do another Finding Nemo movie or something like that. And it's like, well, Toy Story is always a popular well. And that's always uh, going to be a popular well because it's like not only it, – it, the Toy Story movies continue to resonate with the uh, audiences, young and old, but they're a goldmine for you can sell the toys, you can sell the characters to audiences. And it's like Buzz Lightyear is the most profitable toy of them all because, you know, who doesn't want to own a Buzz Lightyear? And it's like, well, is there a way we can sell Buzz Lightyear again? And also, be you know, get rid of the baggage of uh Tim Allen, who you know, uh, is uh, you know, it's not someone that Disney really wants to be associated
1: with right now. And well, it's don't, like, well, don't what say that, that. They're, they're, they're making a whole Santa Claus show with him right now. They just yeah. finished, is that, true. Like, okay, film, yeah, there's, there's a it.
0: whole thing going on where like conservative people, far right people, are just kind of like, oh, they replaced him, Allen, because he's a conservative. They and and like, castrated him, I think, is what
2: yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. they're making
1: a got show, his own show.
2: Okay. That, like, I almost for, forgot production. about that. Yeah. Uh generally forgot that was a thing. Um, I do so. I do gotta
1: fact
0: check you will, because I looked it up and Lightyear, they started working on development for it right after they finished their work for finding Dory. So it's probably like early 2016. Well, I when, said that later.
2: I said that was the second thing I said. It was like, okay, uh, then twenty sixteen.
0: Oh, I Rewide, this part where
2: you said 2016. Rewind the tape. All uh, right. Okay, I, I I you win this round. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll, I'll give it to Charlie. If He, he probably said it before I did. So. I mean,
1: as long as someone said it.
0: Yeah. Somebody said... All three of us said it independently, thinking we were the first to say it. Um, but yeah, but anyway, anyway, There you yeah. go. Yeah. Six years in the making. So
2: This is what we got. I mean... Yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of brilliant that, like, you can basically mine the Toy Story franchise without tampering with, you know, the... So now four films in that series, while also finding a new and, and somewhat creative way to resell Buzz Lightyear toys like it's it's new again. It's exciting again. And you kind of get to make, you know, the movie that people who uh, grew up loving Toy Story and Pixar would want to see, which is like, what is the Buzz Lightyear? Like, what is the movie that sold Buzz Lightyear to that young Andy? And on paper, that all makes sense to me, at least. Well, to,
1: to be fair, and, and again, I'm coming from a place of loving this movie, but to be fair, I never, I never thought he was from anything. We learned that Woody was from Woody's Roundup, but I, well, we I saw
2: it, the TV like commercial, right? With, but it,
1: it was a commercial for the yeah. toy, and sure. I just thought it was like a Tickle Me Elmo, like this is the thing everyone wants type of situation, where because there, there was, um, it was hammered Potato Head in the first movie, and he says two words sputnik and like they they make the joke about like the space race and Mm -hmm. everything with the cold war you know a a few years prior to this movie taking place like they insinuated just that space was cool at the time and the kid didn't want the cowboy anymore he wanted the space ranger because space was what was cool now it's an obvious metaphor he was from a thing i never needed to think he was from a thing
0: well, March. yeah, I mean, it's supposed to, you're not supposed to think that he's from anything. You're supposed to look at it as like the Westerns versus the sci fi mm-hmm. of like the 1960s and that shift in popularity is the, the future. Right. Because the animators were drawing upon their childhood in that era and how they liked those kinds of toys. But then they like different kinds of toys. But the movie still comes out in the 90s because that's when they're adults.
2: Whoa. And also, like, I mean, this is like the first CG film ever, so they are the future in that respect. You know, it's kind of like the old way, yeah. Disney's old way of making films versus the new future, you know, CG technology embracing the future of animation. And so, yeah, parallel. now we are so,
0: going to we are going to have a ride in the comment section if we don't mention, you know, Buzz Lightyear Space Command, the uh, Saturday morning cartoon Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Yes, Once again, me. we're going to have a ride in the comments, so I, <laughs> <laughs> you know if I get it wrong. but sure, Which, which whatever, actually launched whatever with a movie,
1: called. and then was a TV series. Yes, it was a movie, was a, and Angus McLean worked that, on it. And Tim Allen was in the movie, I believe. Then and then Patrick Warburton did, did the show. Patrick Warburton did the show.
0: Right. So there was in uh, assumed canon... That uh, an assumed canon where Buzz Lightyear had like a Saturday morning TV show. So you could you could just slot this all in and say, okay, in the 90s, we had like a big Star Wars kind of show with Buzz Lightyear. He had a big toy, super success. And then a few years later, they made a Saturday morning cartoon. Mm -hmm. Well, I I understand.
2: It's fine. I mean, in that commercial we mentioned, it it, it does say like as seen on TV. So
0: it does lend to your theory there. Like the morning TV show?
2: Yeah, whatever hey, the maybe, cartoon
0: was. Yeah, Maybe Lightyear was on cable at that point. Who knows? Anyway, that was the marketing and development story of Lightyear, uh, in effect. The story itself, like the plot of this movie, is basically Buzz Lightyear. It's his real name in, like... The movie it's like his origin story he's on kind of a i guess like a routine space ranger mission with his best friend and fellow space ranger uh hawthorne or was it i think it was captain or commander hawthorne
1: yeah commander anyway. alicia hawthorne
0: okay uh they're on this like semi habitable planet and with like vines and evil bugs and it's, it's it starts off as you think it's the cold open right you think like oh cool we're getting like a day in the life of buzz lightyear and his friends but then it turns out that this is like I was saying earlier. It's like a Star Trek episode where it's kind of setting up a an extravagant and really difficult uh, mission where they're stuck on this planet, they're marooned, and they have to figure a way out. And hijinks ensue. I don't want to give too much away beyond that,
1: but it's a it's kind of a
0: space adventure. I mean, that's really what it is. It's very. I, I think we can say
1: a little bit because the the trailers did indicate that kind of what happened after that. The the general I idea. I have seen of, the trailers. I'm just hmm. saying, if you you know, if you wanted to take that a little bit further as an explainer, you can because the trailers did offer that. Maybe not all the details, but that there yeah, is a little bit of a people
0: Complain. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, the trailer told me too much." Well, that's too bad. It,
1: Disney chose <laughs> that, not me. <laughs>
0: um, I guess, I guess, I mean, that's all the information. I feel like, yeah, I yeah, in mean, you know, part, they, they I mean, wanted to get
1: home. You gotta to get, get home. home.
0: And there are some there are some goofy friends they make along the way. My favorite is a robot cat named Sox, star of the show, Icon Instant Icon, voiced by Peter Sohn, director of the good dinosaur. So apologize, Will Uh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: um he, he's voiced uh, uh, some other Pixar characters as well. The one that comes he to has, mind is Russell uh, Monsters Inc. Yeah. is the one that or I think not or Russell, he's University. based on. Um, yes. I can't remember his name in Monsters University, but he's it's his mom, it's his basement they live in.
0: Yeah, I don't remember the name of the character because it's Monsters University. Mm, Put some some respect
1: on the name, John. (laughs) Put some Um, respect on the Monsters you name.
0: But no, Peter Sohn, he's kind of like part... I don't know if he's part of the Brain Brain Trust, but he's part of like the current circle of executives. uh, He's a
1: very important piece of Pixar.
0: He is. He's been there for a very long time. And uh, I know he voices a character too in Ratatouille Is his other notable one. But anyway, Lightyear. I was going to ask you, Will Ashton. That's what, that's what it was. Will Ashton, what did you think of Lightyear? Did you think that it, the quality was Infinity and Beyond? Um.
2: Well, I will start off by saying that it was very nice to see the Pixar logo on the big screen again. That was probably the highlight of the film for me, uh, was seeing that again. Because, you know, there was a point in time, a year or so, where it was like, do we... Have this opportunity, you know. Is this going to happen again? Is Onward going to be the last Pixar film I see in theaters? And sure enough, this film got released in a traditional manner. And uh, it's, I think
0: a, it's still a threat, ongoing. We we don't know, you know. I if mean, this is going to be the trend.
2: I would hope that they continue releasing them in theaters, though. I think it, it was made pretty is that clear. Weird
1: thing of like this. Now, granted, there's the whole IMAX thing, which we, we can talk about, but this is the IP. Mm-hmm. Whereas the three that got released at home were all original stories, so yes. there's still a question mark of that, depending I mean, on if it's a franchise or not. You know, yeah. like because Lightyear's gonna, we know Lightyear's gonna make money. I think, mm-hmm. don't think anyone ever doubted Lightyear making money, right? But I can see executives being like, oh, it's a Red Panda movie. Mm-hmm. This is this going to work in a the theater? I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, granted, yeah. that's not my belief. Obviously, I would have right. loved to see seen Turning Red and Luca and Soul in theaters. But I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, granted, when they made those films, certainly their thinking wasn't, we're going to just dump this on Disney. Right, 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 right. So had the unfortunate scenario of coming out or, yeah, coming out in 2020. The
1: unfortunate uh, yeah. uh, uh, situation of coming out after a pandemic. And after Bob Iger left Disney.
2: Yeah. But at least that one's like as unfortunate it was, like they they need to sell Disney Plus. Theaters weren't really an option at that point. They need they wanted to kind of boost up morale, do something nice for Christmas, whatever, if you want to look at it on nicer terms, non-business terms. Uh so that makes I, I it's unfortunate, but it makes sense. Luca is like, okay, this is becoming annoying, but okay, the pandemic's still raging, not everyone can get a right, vaccine, right. children certainly can't get a vaccine at this point. We can't allow this, but thankfully we have turning red to look forward to in theaters. Yeah. And then when turning red yeah. became a Disney plus exclusive, that was when, you know,
1: everyone, especially was, when all it, the Pixar fans are turning movie red movie like Raya, the last dragon yeah. Disney animated that. Yeah. Right. And Encanto. Yeah, um, Well, Encanto was one after the other, but I'm saying Raya was a simultaneous release. Yeah. They, now they, they had the, it was the uh, premiere access or whatever, but they right. did do both. And that could have been what we did with Turning Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it could have been what we did with there. Luca. I mean, yep.
0: but they were convinced people wouldn't do that for Luca. I guess. I mean, having seen the numbers
2: from earlier this year, cer- certainly, like I think, like the Batman came out around the time that Turning Red did, uh, or came out on Disney Plus. I mean, I think it was maybe pretty clear that they were leaving money on the table
1: by oh yeah dumping oh, yeah. that onto Especially Disney Plus. They, had already, they already made it, you know, they had already, and they right. still marketed the and crap marketed out of it. it. Yeah, it wasn't like that. They were saving marketing. I saw billboards everywhere. They had they had full junkets. They had a press tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I mean it. it was a scary. It is a scary time if you're a big fan of Pixar and you like the theatrical experience because you know it. I I think I think how Lightyear performs, and I expect we're recording this before the preview screenings. But my bet is that this thing is going to make a quite a lot of money. Like, that's my early prediction uh, on this one. And you guys can weigh in as you as you deem fit. But will, but, but did you get to what you thought of the movie? I was uh, building it up. but then we kind of had a digression. Here. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's all to say that uh, I think maybe I put too much stock into this movie being better or more important than it is. But at the same time, I feel like I didn't have my expectations too high for this. Like, I knew it was going to be a fairly uh, low stakes romp, you know, like kind of like a space adventure, but not like the next Turning Red, not the next Soul, not the next Inside Out, Coco, what have you, uh, other recent work. Um, But, you know, I still was kind of hoping it would, you know, muster more uh, of a reaction from me. So I guess what I found to be somewhat surprising is that I, I walked out of this feeling... More indifferent than I think I've ever felt for any particular Pixar film. And I think it just comes down to it feeling fairly disposable to me in a way that I feel like other Pixar movies are able to sort of justify themselves. Like we have this type of premise that shouldn't work. And against all odds, we did it and we figured it out and we made Pixar magic. And I feel like this movie is entirely competent in how it's made certainly gorgeous to look at from an animation standpoint i think it moves well i think it's well paced it has some solid action beats but i just couldn't shake the feeling that we're watching a fairly serviceable story and a film that felt like i said fairly disposable in the broad scheme of
0: things all right that's will ashton coming in a little bit low but let's turn it over to charlie ridgely charles ridge uh, cr uh, what, what did you think of, uh, light year? Are you buzzing with praise?
1: I I am. I adored this movie. I think a lot more than I expected to. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like you, John. I mean, I've always been a, an enormous toy story fan. So I, I knew I was going to enjoy this to an extent. Um, but it did feel when it was announced, like, we don't really need this. Um, but that's all the trailers and trailers are very good. And you know, I watched the opening 30 minutes, which I really enjoyed, but I still like, I was like, "This is going to be a a solid movie. And I walked out of the theater thinking this might be one of my favorite movies I've watched in years. I can't fully articulate every reason why it it, it just hit me in the right way. Um, I mean, obviously I, I think it's beautifully animated. I mean, just a stunning, stunning movie, especially in IMAX, which they, you know, Pixar created a virtual IMAX camera for this movie specifically. Um, Did so you watch it in real IMAX, real IMAX
0: or oh, Limax? Real IMAX. Okay. I saw it in Limax, which was unfortunate.
1: Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was gorgeous uh, to, to look at in IMAX. And I really enjoyed seeing that print of it. Um, you know, just it takes up so much space right there in front of you. And it's, it's really, really awesome to look at. Um, but all the characters resonated with me. The story was so fun. It was what I really wanted from this. I didn't know I wanted from this. It wasn't, I think John, you and I talked about a little bit. I think there's this idea of what Pixar is supposed to be. And people look at Pixar as a, as a genre rather than a studio. And this was a very different kind of Pixar movie. It was a, it was a sci-fi movie more than anything. It was a sci-fi adventure that happened to be animated and made at Pixar animation studios. And I loved it for that. I loved the visuals of it. I loved the, the the worlds they created, the story they told. All of the characters really resonated with me. It was just, it, it hit me on in every aspect. Uh, and I just, I walked out of the theater. I mean, the whole drive home, I was just grinning ear to ear. I could not stop thinking about how much I enjoyed this movie, uh, which again, was not what I was expecting going in. I was just expecting to, to, to like it and have a good time and, I I I can't I can't my fear on every on every little thing, but it just it just clicked with me in every little specific way I needed.
0: I have so many questions because you know, I'm I'm on Will's side on this one. I, I really was not impressed with this. I, I think this was one of the first times I ever walked out of a Pixar movie just being yeah, I guess Will, like you said, it was just like indifferent. It's like I can't I can't take this movie and be like, oh well, if it had done this and this and this there you go. It would have been amazing. I, I just feel like it's just competent in everything, but I just—I I guess for me, there was just something missing, and I've been thinking about it a lot. And I think part of it might be—I—I I, I know the major thing is the story. I think the story to me is just like very basic. Uh, you know, it, it has like a twist. It kind of does stuff that like the Pixar movies usually do, but I think the issue with this movie. It is entirely, for me, the characters. I think Buzz Lightyear... We mainly follow Buzz Lightyear in a group of, like, reject, like, Space Ranger wannabes. And none of them come off the screen for me at all. Yeah. Except for Socks the Cat. Which I want to
1: say, Socks the Cat is the one part of the movie that I feel like has now created this little... It's not really a plot hole. It's just me making stuff up. But I can't stop thinking about this little tiny concept of, like, if this movie really did exist. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely... Zero chance. Andy yeah. did not have a socks toy. Zero right. chance. But is, you know, it they, is. It is. I'm, true. Not, I'm not. I'm not really upset about. It. I don't really think it's a plot it's Maybe just, he's I allergic to cats. That
0: That's what it is. He's <laughs> allergic to cats, and so his mom didn't want to. Yeah, they got a dog, and you know they didn't want to make him sad and remind him of socks. The cat. I don't know. No, it is. A, it is a bit of a thing.
1: It is, it's not a plot It's just when you think about it, it's like, oh man, of course Andy would have had this toy. This he probably <laughs> would have wanted socks more than Buzz. You know, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I was joking, I was joking about this on Twitter and a friend of the show, Corey Woodruff, and I were kind of, you know, having little little fun jabs earlier. But if they had just made a socks movie <laughs> called the movie Sox and it was about a robot cat and they had done any kind of story, whatever, who cares? We're talking 99 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, is this the I'm, I'm confident
1: we're less than 18 months away from a Socks series of shorts on Disney Plus.
0: Right, yeah. It's going to be like Forky's big forked up question. adventure. Yep. Who knows? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Socks is basically
1: we'll, is very much the R2 D2. There's a lot of like very direct. R2 D2 moments for Socks, like little things I that I think R2 D2
0: and C3PO put together a little bit.
1: Yeah, but he's got that like there's there's points where he like you know he spins his head and does beep boop beep boop and then mm. he, he uses his tail yeah. to plug into something and, and and change it. And it's very much like Star Wars where R2 D2 is way cooler than Luke Skywalker.
0: I don't I don't remember people had the R2 D2 toy over the Star the Luke Skywalker toy, but no, anyway. No, I'm, I'm just well, saying that
1: I'm just yeah. saying that so, that R2 D2 is a better character or a cooler character oh. than Luke Skywalker. I mean R2 me D2 that.
0: Is my favorite Star
2: Wars character. He's awesome well, since
1: I was a kid. So I, that, I mean, this if Bruce we were,
2: John if we had star. been on
0: the playground, you probably would have played R two D two and Will. Sure, and I, <laughs> great
2: character. He was always my favorite.
0: I guess I would, <laughs> I would have been your C three PO. Sure. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I do agree that well, like, I, mean, I feel I, like I read you as like yeah. a Grand Moff guy.
0: Right. Sure. Yeah. Because you're <laughs> evil.
2: <laughs> uh, me coming up being like Dexter Jetser is the, the key to all of this. <laughs>
0: he's the Dexter cornerstone the, the key cory oh, woodruff aka Char, uh, jar jar binks mm-hmm. um no sorry but will you were going to say something else that was important no nope, i was just going to say i agree with you that like i feel like socks
2: is the combination of c3po and r2d2 because he's a little prissy at times like he can kind of like uh have unsuspecting moments of uh character and wit and like kind of call things out, but he's also, most, he's mostly resourceful and just kind of serving his purpose in the broad scheme of things, as far as being a, a tech, uh, you know,
1: aid or whatever. So he's one, he's one of yeah. the best sidekicks in a movie in a very long time. Yeah,
0: I love him. Now there are other characters in here supporting cast. Uh, you know, I liked the Hawthorne character, like the main Hawthorne character played by Uzo Duba or voiced by, and there is a, a pair of scenes That I think the the only time for me are really emotional. And they happen kind of, you know, at the end of the first act, uh, early into the second act. And I'd say, aside from that, I just, you know, I think there was just something missing from this story in terms of like narrative weight, I guess. And I just did not, it's not that I disliked the Buzz Lightyear character, I don't think I connected with him. And it's strange because. I kind of like conceptually what they're going for here. He's a little bit more serious. He's not like the toy. He's not the comedic relief, but he's still kind of fun. And, you know, he has a clear story arc here. I think one of the problems I have is that the story arc is so in your face. Like it's so obvious what the story arc is. Like, I feel like they just keep like, Every scene he's in, it just felt like they kept adding notes of like we really need to get across. We need the lesson that he needs to learn in this movie, and I felt like that that just wasn't a compelling lesson. I feel like usually Pixar has way more intriguing and satisfying story lessons. Now, Charlie, do you agree with that? Do you disagree? I I want to know what you think because you, you clearly I, I, like I the dis- movie more. I
1: I, I I agree and I disagree. I think I, I can understand it being a little too in your face, um, and part of that with the, the story to me was simplistic in a way that. I enjoyed because it reminded me of a star Trek episode or a star Wars in an older star Wars, like adventure. It it, it was pretty straightforward. Um, but where I, where I differ is I, I really loved this buzz because of the contrast to the toy because buzz the toy. I mean, aside, if you take away toy story one, I I guess after toy story one, he is largely just a, a comedic relief plot device character. The movies are really about Woody Mm -hmm, going mm -hmm. forward after, after Woody and Buzz become friends and they accept life together. The rest of the story really belongs to Woody and Buzz kind of gets reduced to a side character, even though they don't, it's kind of like Jack Sparrow in the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie where they they keep putting him at the forefront and on the poster and they keep like kind of shoehorning him in because like, no, you guys want to see this, but the story is about Jack's son and has about Will's son. It has nothing to do with Jack but they want Jack in the marketing and that's the other twister movies. just a much, much, much better version of that with buzz. It's obviously nothing shoehorned. It's very natural, but they want more buzz in there because people care about buzz and like buzz, but watching back through them, especially as an adult buzz is a very, he is a, a very directly minded, very like one, one track, you know, train of thought. He doesn't have a lot to offer between the eyes there. He's just he's just kind of goofy and silly. And in the first movie, especially, he's very set in his ways. And, and he he knows what he is, and he's very stubborn. And he's got a lot of a lot of flaws to him that are never fully addressed when he becomes a toy. He just kind of forgets them. He just stops thinking about it. And this buzz, what I appreciate, is like, we're gonna take all those like things that made Toy Buzz kind of a trash person and we're going to like allow movie Buzz to work through those problems to like get over that hump. Whereas the toy just, Oh, I'm a toy now I'll stop taking things seriously. The end. You know, we let Buzz actually work through his like internal issues of, of, you know, being overconfident and and being too self-reliant. Like we let him actually evolve and, Mm -hmm. and Toy Buzz never got Um. to do that to me. Uh, so, I appreciated that Buzz was a character that I didn't really care, especially not nearly as much as Woody. I've always been a Woody guy, and this made me care about Buzz much more than I ever have. I feel like
2: I'm somewhere in between you two, but maybe as expected, siding closer to John, because I felt like for me walking out of the film, my big issue with it was that I didn't really connect with Buzz as a character. All that much, I was, because I I didn't really feel like I fully understood what made this version of Buzz tick, other than like he was stubborn, but he was you know regret filled, and he kind of felt this obligation to do the right thing, to correct his mistakes, and all this stuff. And I think there's something compelling about that, and I agree with you, Charlie, that like, I think there is something core to the character that we see in that first film where he is very self serious. He is kind of this macho man, almost like a parody of the Space Ranger persona. That I think you could play with, but I think the problem is that the movie, in order to do that, has to kind of heighten the style of it, to mirror like what a '90s kind of romp or like a like a early to mid, late '90s film. So something like maybe like a space version of like maybe Big Trouble in Little China or something, where like the character is kind of this aloof, dumb guy, or like like an Evil Dead sort of thing, where like the style kind of heightens things to make character, make the character a buzz, or sort of reflect that. You know, kind of absurd thing. But I also agree with you that, like, for Pixar, I don't think that's really what interests them. I don't think they would want to make that type of film because they don't really see the point of it. So they want to make something that is a little bit more emotionally resonant, something that does make uh, Buzz a little bit more complex and differentiates him from what we've seen in the original trilogy while respecting it, but not overstepping on it. Like not trying to like course correct it in any particular way. And I think that's a really tricky balance. That, in my opinion,
1: they don't really fully. Uh, tightrope rope here. And and part of it, the whole thing too is like when you watch this movie, it did not need to be a buzz movie at all. This movie just worked as a as a sci-fi movie made by Pixar, an animated like sci-fi spectacle.
0: But and it obviously, does allude you- to the Toy Story movies directly. And right, it, 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 it so does. Uh, See, so I, I
1: didn't find. it. I thought they were going to go way further, and I was concerned with where how closely they were going to go to things. You know, the whole third act, my brain was like, "They're going to do. They're going to say falling with style. They're going to say falling." <laughs> I with was style so ready for that yeah. this whole time, and they didn't. It, they do it early on, for the most part. They, they have a lot of buzz quotes mm-hmm. very early on. Then they sprinkle um, them in, like yeah, kind of in the here mid-section. and there. But it's it's very. To me, it it was not used, you know, nearly enough to be frustrating. It it was used sparingly, sparingly, in my opinion, because I I thought it was going to be so heavy.
0: Um, Here's where I agree. And here's where I disagree. I, I agree in the sense. I think, I think, I think, I think it's right that like, okay, you can't just have the same Buzz Lightyear arc again. We already got it with Toy Story, right? So I appreciate that. I think that they made the right call there. In terms of like, okay, conceptually, we need to rethink what this character can be and adapting that to this style of movie that we have set to create. I think that all makes sense. I think the problem for me is that that arc has to at least measure up to the Buzz arc in the first Toy Story. But there's no sailing moment here. There's no like, you know, him realizing that he's a toy and the crushing moment when he tries to fly and he can't. And the audience wants him to, even though the audience hasn't fully been on his side throughout most of the movie, because they're like, what a delusional toy. Woody's right. Um, But it brings you over to his side. And we just don't have that in Lightyear, I don't think. I feel like in Lightyear, it's just, yeah, Will, you kind of touched on it. It, It's just sort of like, you know, he kind of wants to do the right thing. And doing the right thing is tough. And he's got a little bit stubborn and... I don't know. It just it just doesn't have that same. I I was I w- winced a little bit when some of the early reviews for this was coming out were coming out and people were like, "Oh, you know, this doesn't have that typical Pixar touch." And I'm like, "Okay, everybody says that about every Pixar movie since like Toy Story 2. Like everybody just says that. They're like, "Yeah, it's not Pixar's best, though." And they'll say that about Inside Out. They'll say that about whatever. I think this is one of the first times where I kind of get that criticism or i'm in line with that criticism i i just don't think this is like really up there i mean i know i i there are times even in a movie like finding dory which i also think is pretty on like the low end they that at least had a couple of messages in it that i didn't see coming that i actually thought were kind of cool and thought that it was a good writing choice to do um but yeah i yeah that's that that sums it up for me Yeah, because
2: for me, like thinking back on the film or even just watching it, I felt like the only real moment that I was like, okay, this is Pixar. This is what I come to see a Pixar movie for was the the time montage where we see kind of Buzz being stationary. The the end of the first act. Yeah. Well, like everyone around him is aging. You know, he has to kind of grapple with the fact that he's so like uh, head deep in this mission. It it becomes a sort of like mini interstellar movie where like everyone's kind of aging and he's stuck in you know stuck in time and stuck in place both literally and metaphorically i'm like okay this isn't like uh an up level montage here but it is
1: like what do you expect pixar even though i think they See, put I-, I think that moment is the... what carried me through okay that relationship to alicia we it came back a lot but that moment is is i think what provided me that like emotional core through the movie because his whole sure. journey then became about thinking back to Alicia and thinking back to their relationship right. and thinking back to so wait, the decisions I mean, he made in regards hmm, to that.
2: I do think it is kind of odd that he kept coming back during pivotal moments in her <laughs> life and her family's <laughs> life, yeah, but yeah. that's neither here nor <laughs> there.
0: <laughs> it's it's for the montage purposes. Um, so you're telling me that Chris Evans is in a movie where he has a really close group of friends uh, and he's dang. in the military <laughs> Stuck in time,
2: <laughs> old-fashioned chisel jaw Americana man. What are you trying to say here?
0: Right, and he finds himself in a situation where he's in the future uh, due to his own hubris, and yeah. <laughs> everyone around him has aged, and frozen, frozen li- in time, <laughs>
1: if you will. Well, I'll be. To be fair, the hubris thing in Lightyear it was genuine hubris, and in Captain America. He actually yeah, saved the day. The he actually yeah, yeah, yeah. did the thing. Lightyear, not so much.
0: Well, be we just but yeah, out the no, First it's Avengers. it's pretty
1: similar. And but also, I'm one of the weirdos that will tell you that Captain America: The First Avenger is one of the best Marvel movies. Well, that's what I was just so, about to
2: say. Is I feel like that
1: is basically what I wanted this movie to be. And like an old fashioned kind of I felt robbed. that about it. That was, and that's where it's yeah. hard to not argue about it. But it's hard to because I. We kind of see a lot of the same things. Right. I just have felt way differently about it. Well, I, I had just a much a reaction to it.
2: Yeah. And I'm not saying this to like as a slight towards uh, anyone involved with this one. But I feel like Joe Johnson is really good at balancing Pache with like emotional pathos. I think that's something he can do very well with, like, The Rocketeer and that movie. Uh, and you can listen to last week's episode to hear what I think about Jurassic Park 3. Uh, or, like, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like, that's another one where it's, like, kind of taking the B-movie sci-fi stuff, but, like, having, like, a, a core emotional family thing. And I feel like this movie was yearning for, like, something like a Joe Johnson kind of thing,
0: but not quite, in my opinion, achieving that. I'm I'm just going to put it out there and say I, I think that Angus McLean... I feel like we've been, we, you know, Will and I have been a little bit of harsh on his directing, I guess, implicitly. Well, we haven't I called mean, him out specifically, I guess, but I think it's competently made. Like, I don't think he exactly. Is like, I, I just yeah. I wanted to make it clear he's he's a long, long time Pixar dude. He's on the senior creative side of it. He's been a part of a lot of these movies as an animator and as a story artist. I I just think that Pixar movies need a bit of a visionary in the director's chair for them to really hit those highs that I think we agree that we want. It's why to me, like a film like Luca works way better than it probably should, because I I just think Enrico Casarosa is like an incredibly gifted, you know, he's incredibly gifted at taking like a story and like adding that warmth and location in ways that other directors would probably fail at turning red is what it is. Because she is one
1: of the, is one of the most like emotionally visionary storytellers in film right now
0: her raw honesty and her her just her embracing like the weird side of being a person i mean that's what makes those movies movies with Lightyear and finding dory i get the sort of safe route with his directing style so far maybe that's unfair but yeah i just i think that uh with pixar movies i think you need somebody in there who's a little bit you know you need a brad bird he's a little quirky you know you can't you can't always fall 100 on this stuff but
1: that's kind of the point i was getting at it's different with the two of you because i know that I know how you view Pixar and I know how you look at these movies and you don't, you're not just putting everything in a box, but I also know there's an expectation. And I think to me, once this movie started, it was like, this is not a traditional Pixar movie. It was made by Pixar. And you can tell because the animation is, I mean, second to none, it's some of the best animation yeah. that because it's Pixar and that's what they do. But this is not a toy story kind of movie. This is, this is a sci-fi adventure and it is not meant to Make me feel like any of your other Pixar movie. It is me, meant to make me feel like I'm watching Star Trek or Star Wars with a little Toy a Story sprinkled honestly, in. But this is
0: a DreamWorks you know, movie. Can I? Can I just? It's got a little bit of a DreamWorks vibe to so yeah, it, and I that's not even be, a
1: slight. I like DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah. It, I, don't, I don't. I don't really think it has a lot of. Again, not a I slight. I love. I love a lot of DreamWorks.
0: <laughs> Will just got I up like, from his chair.
1: He's such a he different, can't believe you know a different vibe to it. Um, you know, it's a little bit more like crass at times um a little bit more modern mm-hmm. you know no matter what the period is they want to you know you can, you can watch shrek or kung fu panda and get the modern jokes in there you know um i wouldn't quite say dreamworks maybe if we're going dreamworks like this did have to me some how to train your dragon feel to it some um i would like that though See, I, I did, and I think those are similar because I did like them both very much. <laughs> okay, yeah, I that think, makes sense. You know, if if Toy Story is ruled out of being the best animated trilogy ever because there is a fourth movie, How to Train Your Dragon takes that, that Maybe. throne. Maybe. After that. I feel like the third
0: yeah. How to Train Your Dragon, though, didn't measure up for me as highly oh, as, as
1: I want. See,
0: I
2: said that during
0: our review, and you were
2: like... That's nuts! Like, what are you talking about? You and and uh, Sam Nolan were just like, what are you talking about? Well, I was like, I don't know. It just felt short for me. And then now here you I, are.
0: I liked How to Train Your Dragon three. I thought it was very good, but I just I don't it was think fine that. It's, I don't think it's an amazing trilogy. I guess I think the oh, second one. So,
1: so per, I think that's the main argument. Personally, I would tell you Kung Fu Panda, but that's that is not a popular opinion. I don't think, I, but I think well, Kung, people, Fu love, oh, no, I, Kung Fu Panda two is a perfect sequel. I
2: think Kung Fu Panda the trilogy is the best thing that uh, DreamWorks has probably
1: done. So, as as a trilogy. If Shrek would have stopped at two, Shrek would be their best franchise, but Shrek did not stop at two. It it continued uh, on to three and four. I don't know. I think, regardless, Kung Fu Panda is amazing. We can move on. I know this is not a DreamWorks podcast. I'm glad we all agree. Kung Fu Panda is amazing.
0: The thing we can agree on, yes, is that it's not like the competition is very fierce when it comes to animated trilogies. And to be fair, DreamWorks has probably a better pair of trilogies. I mean, they definitely have a better pair of trilogies than
1: Pixar I mean, does. Pixar doesn't have Pixar, Pixar only has one. Well,
0: they have Cars as well.
1: Oh yeah, forget Cars. Right. I love the first Cars. I just forget that they're that they did more than that.
0: And like we were saying, I really like the third uh, Cars. And uh, you know, what are you going to do?
1: Cars three was an awesome Cars two.
0: There we go. So we'll.
1: I I, I know we're kind of
0: winding down. Everybody's getting sleepy. You know, we've talked a lot about this movie and we, we've held back on spoiling it because you know there are things that happen in this movie, but I want to do some final I, thoughts I
1: would, here. I would love to talk about that last big thing, but that's a whole different discussion for another time. You yes, know, I think so, we're, uh,
2: mm. Do you want to do a spoiler talk? Do you want to do Rotten Tomatoes? No, I, I know we time. don't
1: have time. I'm just... that was well, we'll, we can do the we'll talk about it off the air
2: another time. Game And then we could do like a like a five-minute stinger.
0: Unless you have Yeah, like, yeah. We just won't do final thoughts. We'll leave, leave the final thoughts for that. How about Well, that? I was
2: going to say, final thoughts, Rotten Tomatoes game... I didn't mean to start this, John. I All
0: right. If you're going to do final thoughts, no, Charlie, this is how we do it. If you're going to do final thoughts, you have two sentences. That's it. I will cut you off. If you do All a right. third sentence, Will Ashton well, two sentences? Yeah, okay.
2: two sentences. Well, why don't we start with Charlie? Well, I wanted to end it on a positive note. Oh, okay. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. That's one sentence. Uh, oh, okay. No, starting <laughs> now. Uh, Infinity and beyond, been there, done
0: that. Huh? That's a couple sentences, unless you're doing commas. No, been there, that. comma, okay. done oh, that. Uh, okay, calm down, Will, don't get mad. That's <laughs> scared there. Okay, Charles Ridgely, uh, you, you can have more than two sentences. You have as much time as you want.
1: I mean, I, I think I've said a lot of what I to <laughs> <need>, feel like <laughs> Sorry, I need to Will's say. Will's
0: very upset about
1: that. <laughs> it's I can understand if people wanted something different from a Pixar movie, but to me, this was exactly what I needed and wanted, and what they intended. It was a an incredible sci-fi movie for for what they were trying to do, and I I could not have have loved it anymore. It it really it really clicked with me in all in all the right ways, and it's weirdly. You know, when you leave the theater and be like, "That's." I think it's one of my new favorite movies. That you know, rarely happens. Like maybe once every couple of years. And in 2022, that's that's happened to me three different times. Um, so R R and everything
0: everywhere all once. Correct. Okay, you heard it here first, cinemaholics. The three, the monster trio of movies in 2022.
1: For me, for me personally, everything everywhere all at once, greatest movie ever. But this is this is something I love deeply and will cherish and watch a lot for the rest of my life.
0: I'm looking forward to when we have a conversation about 2022 in general, because it has been an interesting year for movies kind of taking us by surprise. Oh, and 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 Morbius. People didn't really
1: forget about Morbius.
0: Morbius. It's the year of Morbius. It was the summer and it graduated. But Mm -hmm. no, I like people didn't expect Top Gun Maverick to be the event movie of the year. Um, I, I didn't see RRR coming. I didn't see everything everywhere all at once coming. Marcel the show was shoes something on.
1: that was good. Like I didn't, you know, there's a lot of surprises this year. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's a, that's a fun, that's going to be a fun conversation eventually. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I've i been kind of negative on the movie. I, I genuinely, like I, I was saying this before. I think it's fine. It's very watchable. It's enjoyable enough. I have very high expectations for Pixar movies. I didn't have super high expectations for this, to be honest, but I was still let down a little bit. I think that, I feel like story story and visuals, that's what Pixar just nails pretty consistently. You can usually get a pretty decent amount of both. And this is one of those rare times where I think the story needed work. And it surprises me that they had such a long time to work on the story. They had six years to do this movie. So I find it a little strange, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to fret. It's fine. I, I just hope that Pixar doesn't fall into a pattern of making movies like this that are kind of at this level because that would make me sad personally. But I know it would make other people who love this movie sad. So what are you fortunately, do? fortunately,
1: no matter what we think about this movie, I think we all feel, have very high feelings and thoughts on Pete Doctor. Um, I thought you were
0: going to say about so, each other, but yeah, that's
1: Well, and each other as well. But I think we all <laughs> have a lot of a lot of respect for Pete Doctor and, and his and his vision. And so, his no matter whether, this, whether well this is done. good or bad, I don't think foresee him making a lot of the same things at any point, regardless of what they are. Or, uh, sure. You know, which is why he's running a studio.
0: I agree. I agree. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes game. Now, the, Rot- the Rotten Tomato score has been all over the place for this movie. It started in a very different place from where it ended up, and we'll, we'll do to that once we do our guesses. But the way this works is you guys are going to guess the Rotten Tomato score. This is Charlie's first time playing. Let's see if he wins. Will Ashton? Um, I guess. I mean, you are the reigning champ, uh, mainly because you are usually the only one who competes. <laughs> Right. But we're going to have you go first, since uh, that's a bit of the handicap. What is your uh, guess? I know you've probably seen a score or two floating around, but who knows? I don't think so. I mean, all of, I, I've heard
2: people say it's lower than your average Pixar film, but I haven't actually seen anyone post or okay. uh, share the score itself, I don't think.
0: Um, I'm going to say 74%. That's Will's guess. Seventy-four, and I should—I forgot to mention—one hundred and fifty-nine critics have counted their reviews, and including Charlie Ridgely? Charlie Ridgely and Corey Woodruff. Um, I haven't written a review, so I, I maybe I will eventually. But you know, what are you going to do, Charles Ridge, CR, founder, CEO, and intern for ComicBook.com? What's your guess?
1: Seventy-nine, I think. I know I know it was in the eighties a few days ago. I believe it's I I would assume it's dropped a little bit.
0: It is seventy nine. He cheated. He cheated. But that's okay. It's fat you're allowed to cheat. Um seventy nine percent. Very good guess. It was it was at eighty four. It dropped to 80. The first score that I saw for it was 57%. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, that's not a good sign. That was, like, the first wave. And then when they really started to pour in, yeah, they skewed a little bit more positive. But most of the reviews I've seen have been sort of like, it's Pixar. What do you want, huh? You know, mm-hmm. like,
1: just barely passing. I, I was definitely one of the one of the few, like, glowing ones. Like from, there aren't a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is Cars okay. 2 the only rotten... Yes, is the movie. only
1: rotten Pixar movie.
2: What's the second lowest Pixar film score? I believe. Good Dinosaur?
1: Good, Good Dinosaur? Dinosaur. It's in the I 60s. Say, I think.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that makes sense. Let's find yeah. out. Good Dinosaur is 76%. There,
1: there's one that's in the 60s. And I, brave. I'm is that Brave? I'm having a hard time. No, I don't that think That might it's brave.
0: be Brave. Um, it's brave is 78%. It might be Monsters U.
1: It might be Monsters U.
0: I think Monsters U is in the 70s. Hmm. Oh, it's
1: 80%. There was, it's I, I thought there was one that was in the 60s. Because you need to be, I think, was it 70 or 75 to be certified fresh? Um, Cars
0: 3, 69%. Nice. Okay. There
1: he is. I didn't think it was two in the... Um, in the.
0: Wow, it has anyway. a double 69 because uh, audience nice. score is 69 as well. Nice. Why are you laughing, Will? I said, nice. Okay. Um, audience is it, score. Will, is that ever
1: significant video? for something? Yeah, uh,
0: what does it mean? Can you describe? Uh, it, you know, it means talk to your parents. Um, sure. <laughs> Light year. What about the audience score? Hundred plus verified ratings. This time we'll start with Charlie Ridgely. Give well, him a little it, bit. do you, you know. can't
1: because I I just looked I was looking at the rotten tomatoes oh. to look at the Pixar movies, so I do know the the current audience score. So
0: you lose. Well, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I lose. Thanks for being honest. Though. Uh, ninety two percent. It is 88%. So you're off, okay. off by a little bit, but not that much. Uh, we don't have a cinema score yet because we're doing this a little earlier than we usually do. So we'll go to letterboxed.com, which also, letterbox is kind of early. Uh, can I give a prediction for cinema score and then find out during an episode
2: say, if it's real yeah, or not? I'm going to say A. Uh, I'm going to say B plus for Buzz
1: Lightyear. No, I'm going to say B? A minus. Plus? Uh, I feel like you guys are kind of low. I feel like people are going to like this fine. Yeah, well, I mean, because like a, a B minus is like the, one of the worst scores you can, you know, like I mean, right. there's Fs, it, but it, it's it's rare that it that it goes down that low.
0: Yeah, like, I, I don't think, know. Jurassic I,
1: World Dominion has a, has a decent cinema score.
0: Sing 2 yeah, has an like a- an A plus. What are you guys talking about?
1: I don't know. I just, I get the vibe that people they're are going to be, be like, little,
0: socks. I love them. A. That's true. A- well, yeah, I just, I feel like they're going to be a little more negative, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where we'll this see. Score Might comes up. Yeah. Right? All right, on letterbox.com, we have seven point six thousand watches. And again, I mean, this technically isn't out yet. People saw the early access screenings, so there are more people than usual. So we'll say that. But uh, this is a bit, a bit early for a rating. What do you think? Will Ashton zero to five on letterbox.com? com. Well, what I was going to say though about
2: the cinema score is that like maybe like the folks in Vegas like their bookie isn't getting back to them and they can't. Yeah. Get their mind off of that while watching Lightyear Year and just like, it's a fine film, I guess, but my book you need to call me back, my my kneecaps aren't gonna make it.
0: Sorry, Charlie, the, uh, the we have a bit of an inside joke when it comes to cinema score in Las Vegas and none of it makes sense. Um anyway, back to good, you. Anyway, good.
2: uh Cinema Score or for Letterboxd uh 32? thirty-two. Three point two, I mean. Three point
1: two.
0: And in Charles Ridge, what do you think?
1: This one I have not looked at, but I would I would guess. A three. I don't want to go too close to Will, but like three point four.
0: It's in between you guys. Mm. Oh no, That's it's not in between ho- you guys. Charlie wins because he's closer. Three point five.
1: Oh, okay, well then it's it's gonna it's gonna hover right around that three to three and a half. I think yeah, even yeah. when all the poor in, it's gonna stay in. Between it's gonna get. Three three it's gonna
0: get threes, three and a halves, and fours. Most of them it's, are it's gonna it's be probably threes, gonna get more fours
1: now because a lot of like the the fans, critics, and press people have already. Yeah, All but the, the early access screenings brought a lot of
0: fans out, though, so I that, that was probably true. balancing it. I don't know. I'm looking at the recent reviews on here, and, you know, three and a half, three and a half, four and a half. Oh, that's my review. I didn't give it a rating. I called Andy a weirdo because this is his favorite movie. It's better than what I wanted to say.
1: Okay, anyway, so. Three and a half sounds about right. I mean, that's not what I gave it, but I, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, I feel like, Will, you probably would have given this, what, two and a half, three? around there one or the other
1: i don't know i generally don't know what's going to give
2: it but yeah i'm, I'm hovering between like 2.5 and 3 like i feel like 3 is too high but like 2.5 seems too low like it's not like it's not bad i just feel kind of underwhelmed by it
0: mm-hmm. yeah you're, you're between a c plus and a b minus you could say that yeah all right uh, we're gonna finish this out just a couple minutes on a stinger spoiler thing. So if you don't want to be spoiled on light years, this is your chance to get out of here. Oh, uh
2: also say this though. Uh anyone watching the movie, whenever you see the logos come up, stay there because there's a little teaser thing at the there very very three post credit scenes. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the most important one is after the Disney logo when you think everything's was, yeah,
2: that's what I was trying to say. Is that yeah. like, yeah. like I was turning my back and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm here in sound and I see that thing. Don, don, don,
0: Well, okay. So spoilers open up right now. We're going to spoil the movie. We're going to, you know, what did what did you want to bring up Charles?
1: I just want to talk about the Zerg twist. I really, you know, the whole thing, the Nonsense. Star Wars connection in Toy Story two Zerg's, his dad is the whole twist or whatever. It's a joke. It's like, it's, but... it's him. I like that it's him. I really enjoyed it. It it wasn't a twist that was like jaw dropping, like, oh, I never would have seen this, but I really appreciated that it was just something different. You know, it was, and maybe to your point, it might've been a little, you know, in your face about making the point of the movie, but I I, I liked that we had something that, you know, wasn't quite expected and wasn't just kind of a run of the mill thing. They did something a little bit different and they did something that matched the sci-fi of it. Like I really... I think I'm always going to come back to the sci-fi. I like the sci-fi of this movie. There's
0: something and, and there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sci-fi of it works. There's something there about like becoming the villain in your own story because you can't let go. And like there, there's something there. I just think it's the execution in that respect. And Cause
1: I, 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 where I will side with you is you never for one time thought that buzz was, would have chosen the other way. There was never a point where you were like, Oh yeah, no buzz will agree with himself. Mm-hmm. You know, like
0: it made me wonder though. was he, like, why are they so
1: different? yeah what's the difference? I, I really like i really like how, how those came together so uh that's not how
0: time travel works when they, does, they don't explain it they're like i then i figured out a way to just go back in time
1: so well he, he yeah he, he engineered it my oh. question. he had all the he had okay. all the tech of the future and i if you try to explain time travel it never goes well
0: <laughs> so my. you say
1: i had future i had tech from this future Mm-hmm. And I was able to get back using the the hyperdrive you know stuff like that that fueled it I, was, but I, I, you know I only had so much of it, so to me it's like well if if you try to I mean look at Avengers Endgame, like the more you think about the the time travel and that the more you talk about it, the less it makes sense you know ev- every time travel thing, the more you talk about it, the less it makes sense so I appreciate it. it was just like yeah like I had technology from the future that where we don't exist in, and I could make time travel the end
2: my question is. When does Zerg become Buzz Lightyear's father?
0: <laughs> Based well, on what we saw gonna go in He's going to go further Toy back Story. in no, time. He doesn't.
2: He doesn't. He does he's going to meet... Well, I mean, you remember that in Toy Story 2, Charlie, right? Where, right. But
1: that was yeah. a joke because of Star Wars. I know, but... Yeah, and in the movie,
0: he's just like, Dad? And then...
1: Yeah. So... Yeah. I, I, know, know. I mean... I just think that was... I don't think uh, they, about it. I think that's what they're saving for the
0: sequel. I think the point will Which actually... there's
1: absolutely going to be a sequel, like you mentioned, because of that last, very last scene.
0: Right. But let's just admit, and they might just do a show, kind of like Monsters at Work, but I think this will be successful enough that they that another movie, and it's, what are you going to do? Do
2: you think the three-eyed aliens from Pizza Planet are going to be in the sequel?
0: Probably in some form or fashion. But I'm going to say, right here and now, that Toy Story 2... It's so much better than this movie.
1: Well, yeah, no question. Okay, toy Story I love okay. so much. I, I I love this movie immensely. Like I've made that very clear. I it's one of my favorite movies of the last couple of years. But like, it, toy, I'm not going to compare it to the to Toy Story two or I Toy am. Story one or even Toy Story, toy Story three. Toy Story two is it's the best. That. It was it, it was never meant to be that, and that's what I appreciated about it. It was it was, well, it, was it was meant to make as much money movie. as
0: that. <laughs> I mean,
1: it will more say, money than toy say
2: it will. Yeah, <laughs> to John's point. <laughs> I feel like that opening scene in Toy Story Two is way more thrilling and exciting and campy
1: than what's. I in this thought story. they were going to do it when he was running. They did. Zerg. I thought it. we were going to get the. I don't know, well, but they I did we were the going to where
0: there. he jumps over him. No. and...
1: Uh, but they, we, we didn't get the the little uh, hover pads, which I was. No, thought they were we didn't building get
0: that. Towards. Thank gosh, we got the little teleporty things that that's not in that sequence, but they at least kind of look like those things. And know. the
1: robots, the robots, kind of line up with what yeah they were in in that they did the laser sequence.
0: pointer thing, but with the cat, that was a clear homage. I feel dead inside when it comes to the Easter eggs in this movie, like when I think about it, you know where I've is re- the uh the pizza planet truck where the last place you left it I, I just, they were on
1: Pizza Planet will
0: sure. yeah, that yeah was they the Pizza they, Planet. instead of a sandwich, they should have been eating like a pizza slice and then. Had the Pizza That'd Planet fun as the if
2: logo it, it, instead of the backwards sandwich, they had the backwards pizza. Because
1: that's the other thing. Yeah. If this movie really existed in nineteen ninety-five, there would have been a Pizza Planet a product, placement product placement situation. Mm-hmm.
0: But they had poultry or palace say, uh, product placement and vending machine. Slice of
1: pizza Planet, right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I regret. See, to they, could you. Have
1: gone, they could have gone so much so much farther, and I expected them to go so much farther. They, they did with the connective tissue.
0: I, I have, have, have I have to push was, you though. Charlie, when you go to Disneyland, finally, and you go to Pizza Planet, manage your expectations because the pizza there, it's not that good.
1: Oh, well, they had a Pizza Planet Disney World and it wasn't good.
0: Oh, I've speaking never of I don't remember like, the one
1: at Disney now World. Now it's like Muppet themed and it's actually pretty good.
0: Okay. Did you guys hear that
2: they're replacing Space Mountain with a Lightyear ride? Yeah. yeah I, think that's, I think that's bogus. We deserve that
1: as sure. a society. I think it's bogus, though, because they're making a Space Mountain movie. They wouldn't be making a Space Mountain movie. When were making they making it, a Space Mountain IP. They, they developed. They started development in 2020 with uh, Joby Harold, who's writing Obi
0: Wan. Yeah, maybe oh. they'll do it though in two places. Like they'll have Lightyear in one park and Space Mountain in another.
1: Yeah, yeah. You guys in Disneyland get all the all the weird tie-in stuff. You guys can have it sometimes.
0: I don't know because it was hyperspace mountain back when they tried to make it a Star we still Wars have,
1: thing. On the East Coast, we still have a uh, Tower of Terror. So
0: well, that and you also have like uh, instead of Splash Mountain, you have Princess Tiana's like Not Princess yet, and the Frog
1: thing, right? We will. It hasn't started construction yet. Oh.
0: Who has the
2: Guardians of the Galaxy thing that I keep seeing ads for? The, the new one Disney is Disney Man. World. Well, no. The oh. new
1: one is Disney World.
0: We have the uh, You guys in, like, have Mission Breakout. Yeah.
1: And then we have really good. Cosmic Rewind. Which I haven't been on yet because it just opened last month.
0: I haven't been to Disney World in quite a while. Will, I'll meet you there. Charlie's not sure. invited.
1: You guys Sorry. have Avengers Campus, though.
0: It was just pretty so. sweet. It's pretty sweet. But that's yeah. the thing. Is like I feel like... If will will if you came, I feel like the Marvel stuff. You'd be you'd be there for like a few minutes and be like, "All right, well, where's where's the other? <laughs> Does stuff? Land have
1: Toy Story? Do you guys have Toy Story Land?
0: We have uh, Pixar Pier, which is my oh, okay. favorite thing.
1: I'm sure like, I would love it.
0: Crossing the bridge into Pixar Pier, it's like what I imagine it'll be like to go into heaven one day. You know, just like those gates.
1: See, then- w- we've got Toy Story Land right that leads right into uh, Galaxy's Edge. So it's like this one-two punch of, like, my favorite things in the world. Our
0: galaxy's Very edge nice is pretty nice. plain, Jane. Like, it's kind of cool. The, ride, the Rise of the Resistance thing is cool. Oh, and cool. I didn't.
1: This wasn't my tangent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Will's <laughs> call, getting frustrated. I, I, I didn't even Will's know. Because normally, they're my tangents.
0: I think that's a good place to say goodnight to the listeners. Thanks for staying up with us, using our podcast to fall asleep, and what have you. Thank you, Charlie, for coming on the show and guessing. It was a lot of fun, as always.
1: Yeah, it's always fun to, to talk to you guys, even when we disagree. It's always yeah, fun yeah. to hang out.
0: And we'll uh, you know, this mm-hmm. isn't goodbye because apparently we're meeting up at Disney World pretty soon.
2: Sure. It's not goodbye, it's merely hello.
0: There you go. It, yeah, isn't you there a line goodbye. from Toy Story along those lines? But I say hello. All right. I well, we'll see you all in the next one. I think we're gonna be talking about Cha Cha Real Smooth. Good luck to you, Leo Rio Leo, Leo Leo. That's it. Leo Grande Leo. and Spiderhead. <laughs> uh but she yeah. comes out on Netflix by the time you're listening to this. So Until then, though, from the Internet, California, I'm John DeGrooney. From the Internet, Pennsylvania,
1: I'm Washington. And from the Internet, Tennessee, I am Charlie Ridgely. See you next time.